This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Well, all right. Once again, the Truth Hurts Program back with you, 9-18-2023. It is a Monday. I do apologize. We seem to not be able to get this microphone echo situation straightened out, and I do apologize, but the show must go on. Did you hear about California as they continue to price themselves out of America? More and more residents are fleeing the state of California. More and more businesses are leaving because people simply cannot afford to be there. My brother went on a cross-country adventure this week from Louisiana, actually from Mississippi through Louisiana, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and into California. And they made damn sure to fuel up their vehicle on the Arizona side of the California border because the price of gasoline jumps more than $2 per gallon the minute you cross into Gavin Newsom's Democrat-controlled hellhole state of California. But it's not just the gasoline prices, which, by the way, he sent me videos throughout California. Gasoline was actually cheaper in Tijuana, Mexico, on the other side of the border than it was in California. Isn't that shameful? They stopped at a McDonald's and they were shocked by the prices. What you and I would normally have spent just three years ago while Donald Trump was the president on the McDonald's value menu, you could have gotten a small hamburger, a small fry, and a large sweet iced tea for $3 plus tax. So even if you lived in a 10% tax area, you'd get lunch for $3.30. That same meal at McDonald's in California, $10.38 plus tax. And it's not all, my friends. The price of Happy Meals, the price of Biggie Bags, the price of every single fast food item in the state of California is about to go up by minimum of 25% and as much as double. Why? Well, there's this momentous battle going on between labor unions and the fast food industry, and it's finally come to a close. As the very union-heavy government of California, who loves them some unions, has done something even I find shocking in the state of California. There are a number of different things that are offensive about the state, but this one was shocking. You know the minimum wage in the state of California is already $15.50, more than what Joe Biden was asking for, $15 an hour minimum wage. But the fast food workers think that they're some kind of specialized skill set. They must have college degrees and specialized training because the unions threatened to walk off the job and shut down the entire fast food industry if Gavin Newsom and the Democrat-controlled legislature didn't make a special minimum wage just for Whopper floppers, just for chicken nugget flippers, just for Big Mac wrappers. Gavin Newsom pledged to sign a bill into law in November of 2024, strangely enough, after he's no longer able to be the governor anymore, and that will create a $20 per hour minimum wage for fast food workers. That amounts to about a $5 an hour increase from the $15.50 minimum wage they have right now. The state of California has an estimated half a million fast food workers who are instantly going to get a pay raise of five bucks an hour. Now, anyone currently making 20 bucks an hour is going to be insulted and demand even more. 
Because if you're making 20 bucks an hour right now, let's say as a landscaper, then those McDonald's workers, those Whopper Floppers at BK, those Taco Bell folks, those KFC workers, they're all going to be making $5 an hour more than you do while you're out digging trenches and planting trees and cutting grass and laying sod. They're going to be in an air-conditioned restaurant, flipping pre-made patties onto a grill and slapping them on a bun and wrapping them in a piece of paper. They're going to be making more than you. Any job, grocery store clerks, if you're making the current $15.50 an hour, you might want to jump ship and go to work for the big burger joints because you can get a $5 an hour raise starting in November of 2024. Now I'm reading a separate article on this topic. It says the new $20 minimum wage for fast food workers goes into effect on April Fool's Day of 2024 with the potential to increase each year through 2029 with a simple vote of a state council. The increase could be up to 3.5% every year depending on the future CPI rate and it applies to all fast food chains that have 60 or more locations nationwide. It's good news for the workers, but not everybody's really stoked about it over there in California. Imagine getting a Big Mac, fries, and a drink. It's going to cost you about $20 now. The National Owners Association is an independent advocacy group of a thousand McDonald's franchise locations. They say that the law will be a devastating financial blow to the California franchisees. Their statement says every McDonald's location in the state will have to pay an estimated quarter of a million dollars more per year that they weren't expecting to have to pay. The cost will manifest in the form of menu price hikes and, of course, cuts to staff, which is not ideal for their customer base. Other industry figures espouse a moderate reaction, saying it's more like $175,000 per location increase. My friends, they are trying to run people out of the state of California, as if they don't already have enough justification and motivation. The Western Journal's Brian Chai writes, something afoot, even lefty CNN is slamming Biden's pathological lies. The article begins, is this a sign that CNN is abandoning far leftism? Or is it a sign that the far left is abandoning President Joe Biden? I think it's a combination of both, as my late friend Stan would say, a little from column A and a little from column B. It certainly seems to be that everyone is abandoning gropey Joe Biden, and they should. It should be setting off alarms on Team Biden. It's no secret that the incumbent president is usually deeply unpopular, but this one has been deeply unpopular his entire first term. After all of the things he has done to destroy our democracy, and I don't use that term lightly, trying to take away the freedoms of programs like The Truth Hurts with Steve Z, like Sean Hannity, like Clay and Buck, like Glenn Beck, and all the other conservative commentators. Oh, they can't wait to find one little phrase, one little word, or one little cross-eyed photograph on our websites to try and silence us and censor us. Despite the fact that Joe Biden has destroyed our southern border by allowing millions that's multiple millions, to illegally, criminally trespass into our nation with no consequences, despite the fact that Joe Biden has been responsible for 41-year high inflation since he took office, despite the fact that we are in headed for a looming recession, despite the fact that interest rates are through the roof, the highest they've been in decades, Mr. Biden and his team seem to think he's doing a hell of a job. They even coined the term, 
Bidenomics, as if they're trying to compare his disastrous economy with Ronald Reagan's stellar economy. And last week, he came out with the term MAGA economics, MAGAnomics, trying to make a comparison between Joe Biden's abysmal, horrible, dismal numbers and the fantastic economy of Donald Trump. Is he out of his mind? The answer obviously is yes. CNN is very much Democratic-leaning and establishment-leaning. They're chock-full of shills. They all started off in total lockstep supporting Joe Biden. But at the tail end of 2021, not even a full year into Biden's presidency, CNN talking heads began openly opining about potential replacements for the widely unpopular, elderly, and incompetent Joe Biden. Now, while dealing with a historically unpopular president, who would be historically old at the start of his second term, it makes total sense for the network to begin bailing on Biden. There is a very vocal and loud segment segment rather of our establishment who's still out there, rah, 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 sis, boom, bah, for Joe Biden, turning a blind eye to many of his glaring faults, his gaffes, his outright lies. But now CNN, even though they try their best to carry water for the Democrats, has not much choice but to start calling out Biden's brazen lies. Take a listen to this piece from CNN. Yeah, this president has a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one speech last month alone. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and he, he's made a whole bunch of others too. Uh, he said at one point, Republicans like to bring this up, he said that he used to drive a tractor trailer, he used to drive an 18-wheeler. Never happened. The White House later clarified he used to drive a school bus. School bus, nothing near an 18-wheeler. Says he was arrested at a civil rights protest. He never was. Claims he was arrested when visiting Mandela. That didn't happen. Claims he visited the Pittsburgh synagogue where worshipers were killed during a 2018 mass shooting. And he was there and he saw all of the horrendous acts. He claims he had conversations with an Amtrak train conductor, if you recall, that he spoke to every day and told him he set the most record for the most miles traveled on Amtrak. And that, too, was a bold-faced lie. There's the lie about corn pop and the chain at the swimming pool when Biden used to put pomade in his hair. And then the CNN reporter Daniel Dale said, So whatever his intentions, whether it's, you know, foggy memory about stuff that's going on decades ago or deliberate embellishment, this is an unfortunate pattern that keeps coming up again and again with Joe Biden. Keeps coming up again and again and again against Joe Biden. All manner of pundits, including yours truly, seized on the video and ran with it. But can you blame me? Can you blame the people on the right? They're calling out the lying, cheating president of the United States. But this, my friends, was CNN, the network that bleeds blue for Democrats and all leftist, progressive, liberal, woke causes. This is a network that could simply gloss over the raging infernos known as mostly peaceful protesting in their eyes that were actually deeply destructive riots in Portland, Seattle, St. Louis, Minneapolis, Memphis, Atlanta, New Orleans. I could go on and on and name all of the Democrat-controlled cities in which those riots occurred, where police officers were assaulted, injured, a couple killed, where police cars were burned, set ablaze, crushed, crashed into, bounced on where federal buildings, state buildings, local government buildings were all destroyed, 
graffitied, vandalized, and this network, who glossed over all of those lies, then grabbed the watering can for the Democrat leftist cause and tried to call a couple of file cabinets turned over at the U.S. Capitol a riot, an insurrection, the horrific, murderous Capitol riots. CNN, the network that lied and said dozens of police officers were killed and injured in the January 6th riots when there was only one murder, the unarmed female white girl, Ashley Babbitt, who was cowardly, assassinated in cold blood by a black cop. Yep, CNN glossed right over that. Biden, however, now is starting to scratch their itch for getting rid of him. Perhaps whoever's in charge, the big guy, the real big guy above Joe Biden, the one pulling his strings, Obama, or George Soros or someone, perhaps they're saying, okay, okay, we just, whew, we can't do this anymore. We've got to get rid of Biden. So CNN, you're first up. Biden absolutely deserves to be called out for his outrageous lies, especially since he does it so often. It's also fair to ask, why exactly has CNN chosen to jump on the bandwagon and why they're waiting till now to do it. After all, there's just a year left to go until the general election in 2024. You would think CNN might have received their marching orders from their leftist overlords. Maybe time to install the new puppet uh, president at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Because for as much as a useful idiot Biden has been for the left, he still needs to, you know, try and win an election to continue to serve as their useful idiot on the left. Now, if Biden is more idiot than useful to the left, of course, the left will move on. Maybe they'll put in a Gavin Newsom or a Michael Obama, I'm sorry, uh, Michelle Obama, or heaven forbid, Hillary Rotten Clinton, because I don't think anyone is going to bite on the Gavin Newsom tax and tax and tax, spend a little, keep a little, slide a little into the back pocket, take care of your buddies, your cronies in the unions, and then tax some more. I don't think they're going to go for Michelle, or is it Michael Obama, the husband, uh, the wife of former President Barack Hussein Obama, Barry Sotero, as we all know him from his days at Harvard, supposedly. Whether it's all of that or CNN is just finally abandoning leftism as a whole because their ratings suck and their advertisers are leaving them in droves, only time will tell, my friends. This is the Truth Hurts program. So what happens in a Democrat-controlled hellhole? a crappy city like Chicago or Detroit or other areas where the 13% hyphenated minority is in charge and they all bow and cater to the Democrat cause, Democrat party cause, that is. Eric Ravel writes, Chicago mayor is considering creating a city-owned grocery store after racist Walmart, racist Whole Foods, and other companies decide to close stores in the disgusting city of Chicago. What's a black man to do when he can't get his groceries on? Because the grocery store is racist and closed their stores. They closed it up all day location, and now a man or a woman in Chicago cannot go to the grocery store and buy themselves no grocery. Because the grocery store is closed. First, you've got to ask yourself, why did the grocery store be done closed? The answer is quite simple. So many people, mostly 13% hyphenated minority African-American peoples, be going in the stores and be walking out with whole shopping carts full of groceries, and they be not even paying for them. They just be shoplifting, and it ain't like they be stealing one Snickers bar. No, sir. They be putting pot roses, and they be putting chicken, and they be putting steaks, and they be putting short ribs, and all the other stuff that they want to steal right in the grocery cart, and then they walk right on out the door without paying for them. 
And those stores, those big company corporation stores is racist because they don't let their people steal like they want to. They got a few people that pays for their goods and now the stores be finna close. And if they finna close, that's racism. So the city mayor has decided, fine, we'll put our own grocery store in place. Mayor Brandon Johnson, a person who I thought couldn't be worse than Beetlejuice, but is turning out to be worse than Lori Lightfoot, announced his administration is looking into city-owned grocery stores as a means of promoting what he calls equitable access to food. The plan, of course, is drawing criticism from skeptics of any government-owned and operated store. Chicago would, of course, become the first major U.S. city to implement a municipally-owned grocery store to address the lie of food inequity. If the proposal advances, the mayor office says they're working with an economic security project, a nonprofit group, yeah, okay, nonprofit, on a feasibility study that will help inform the Johnson's administration emerging food retail strategy, which will receive input from experts, from community leaders, and the Food Equity Council. Johnson said, quote, all Chicagoans deserve to live near convenient, affordable, healthy grocery option. We know access to grocery stores is already a challenge for many of the residents, especially on the south and west sides. My administration is committed to advancing innovative whole of government approaches to address these inequities. I am proud to work alongside partners to take the step in envisioning what a municipally owned grocery store in Chicago could look like. I know what a grocery store run by the city would look like. I can tell you right now. Hello, welcome to Chicago City Food Store. I need to see your ID. My ID? For what you need to show my ID? I ain't have to show my ID to vote. I ain't have to show my ID when this was a Walmart. Why I need to show you ID to buy my food? Sir. Wait a minute. Now you gonna assume I is a sir? Ain't you never heard of diversity, equity, and inclusiveness? Ain't you never heard of sexual identity? Why can't I be a man? What if I identifies as a dude, bruh? Why has got the bees this way, huh? We need to see your ID to determine if you're a citizen of Chicago. That's all. Oh, so now you're going to discriminate people that's just up in here visiting? I have to live here? Or is it because I be black? Look, everyone in here is black. I'm black. Black ain't got nothing to do with it. Well, I ain't got no ID, so now what you gonna do? Well, if you don't have an ID, I'll have to refer you to the Mayor's Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusiveness. you have to fill out a series of forms, submit them, and the city will contact you within 14 business days. After that, you'll be scheduled for a hearing with the Social Services and Commerce Officer to determine if you are allowed to buy in our store. Wait a minute. All I need is some collard greens, some watermelons, some chickens, and maybe some red Kool-Aid. Y'all gonna make me wait how many weeks? It's just city policy, sir. Clean up blood and bodily fluids on aisle 3, 7, 19, and 31. Damn, girl, why you want to do me like that? This ain't even fair. This show don't seem equitable. It sure don't seem diverse, and that show as hell don't seem fair. Anyway, here, I got my state ID. Now, let me get my food. Have a nice day, sir. What kind of crap is this? All generic? Look at these prices. And I still got to pay tax on top of that? This here is criminal. Walmart used to be half this much. Shoplifters trying to leave through the rear warehouse exit doors. Police, please respond to the warehouse exit doors at the rear of the store. City police, please respond. What you mean Chicago City Food Mall don't put up with no shoplifting? I used to do it in Wally World and y'all ain't doing nothing. Now you want because it's from the mayor to try and enforce the law? Uncle Tom ass Mayor Johnson.
Yeah, I can see it now. If you like the way the city of Chicago fixes their potholes, their water system, their sewer system, anything, you're going to love the way they run a grocery store. It is what it is, my peeps, as they say in the hood. Let's buzz through the headlines while we have a few more minutes here. Joe Biden's broadband plan subsidizes Delaware mansions, vacation homes, and other wealthy people, according to the U.S. Senate. That $42.5 billion high-speed internet program was supposed to go out to the farmlands of America, to the rural areas where they don't have broadband internet service, and into the hood, the housing developments, the inner cities, to supposedly help bring diversity, equity, and inclusiveness to the broadband access. The BEAD program, Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program, designated as unserved locations, several places, which included mansions, beachfront resort communities, and mountain vacation homes. And they're claiming these are unserved, not underserved. Some unserved locations also included Washington, D.C., near the Smithsonian Institution. This program should be more than sufficient, Joe Biden said. But guess what? It's going to be another boondoggle, and it's going to bring higher-speed internet to the Biden family and all of their good friends and rich, wealthy neighbors. New York Post Stephen Haywood writes, Biden's tall tales encapsulate the liberal mentality. We've already talked about his lies. Here's one I said. They start to eat themselves, eat their own. New York migrant crisis sparks a huge Democrat divide as the mayor is hit by backlash from his own colleagues. Yes, I told you folks, they're going to start eating on each other. Washington Examiner's Henry Miller writes, Goodbye, diversity, equity, and inclusiveness. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. DEI has insinuated itself into many aspects of our American lives, from corporate hiring to college admissions. And over the past few years since Biden took office, it's been some of the hottest hiring issues in business, universities, and government bureaucracies. But now DEI folks are finding themselves left out in the cold as America realizes it's just another diversion away from the Biden crime family. Pennsylvania high school students organize a walkout over the new transgender bathroom policy. Yes, if little Tiffany's got her period and she wants to walk into the men's room to change her tampon, people in Pennsylvania, well, they think that's perfectly fine. If little Michael wants to walk in the women's bathroom and all the stalls are filled, and he whoops out Mr. Willie and starts peeing right there in the sink, that too is fine, even though he defines himself as a woman or identifies himself as a woman. Sooner or later, these types of things will go away as well. I told you Biden was beholden to his buddies in the unions, and now Biden is being blamed for the United Auto Workers union strike by the National U.S. Chamber of Commerce. One of the nation's prominent business groups has now placed the blame squarely upon the weak, sagging, feeble shoulders of President Joe Biden. According to Politico, the prominent business group decided it's not the fault of the company's workers who were on strike or the companies themselves. UAW strike, a summer of strikes, is the natural result of the Biden administration's whole-of-government approach to promoting unionization at all costs, according to the chamber's president, Susan P. Clark. I also say it has a whole lot to do with Biden's inflation. If the prices of everything, goods and services, had remained a normal, healthy growth rate as they were under Donald Trump, there would be no demand for strikes. There would be no call for $20 an hour minimum wage at McDonald's. There would be no call for a UPS worker's strike or a Starbucks strike. 
Because under Donald Trump, we could all afford to buy the goods and services we all needed. But under Joe Biden's inflation, better known as Bidenomics, we can't afford anything. Back Edge News' Emily Valadez writes, No comment. Does Biden care more about helping other countries than his own? The answer glaringly obvious, as he doesn't send hardly any federal funding to the burned-out Maui fires or to flood-ravaged areas in the United States or drought-stricken areas, but he doesn't mind sending hundreds of billions of dollars of your tax money to his buddies in the Ukraine in exchange for their silence against all of the bad things he has done. Move over, California. Caribbean nations are now seeking a formal apology and $33 trillion in reparations for slavery. According to Jack Davis in the Western Journal, a coalition of Caribbean island nations is seeking a formal apology and $33 trillion from governments for those governments' alleged roles in the slave trade. But those Caribbean island nations, all run by, as you can tell, a certain ethnic group, fall into disrepair and fall by the wayside, they are trying to blame the evil white men of Europe and the United States of America for the Blafrican slavery that occurred in the 1600s, 1700s, and ended way back in the 1800s. This ridiculous demand for reparations comes despite the fact, the reality, the actuality, the history, that black people rounded up other black people in Africa and sold them to, you guessed it, black people in the Caribbean back in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, maybe even before the 1500s. It wasn't like the King of England said, okay, I need you all to get on a boat and go down to Africa and round up a bunch of ignorant savages and bring them over to the New World and make them slaves. That's not how it happened. A 15-nation group called CARICOM, according to their website, represents the island nations of Antigua, Barbuda, Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, Dominica, Grenada, Guyana, Haiti, Jamaica, St. Lucia, Montserrat, St. Kitts, Nevis, St. Vincent, the Grenadines, Suriname, Trinidad, and Tobago. Virin Shepherd is the vice chairwoman of CARICOM and told the National Pulse publication, quote, We need to figure to begin with and negotiate figure. The crime is huge. The responsibility for what happened is huge. My friends, they did it to themselves. If you are of Negro descent and you claim that you were the victim of slavery in any of those 15 nations, what is now the United States, what is now Canada, what is now Mexico, or anywhere, you have to blame the opposing tribe that beat you and enslaved you. Some advocates claim Britain paid former slave owners about $25 million equivalent back in the 1830s after it abolished slavery, rather, calling that a precedent. My friends, they just don't get it. Every single person living in any of those nations that I mentioned are far, far better off now than they would have been had they remained in Africa because the people who sold them into slavery were other Africans who otherwise would have killed each and every one of them. Those Africans who sold those Africans into slavery, they are the ones who got rich in the slave trade. Grow up, wake up, smell the coffee.
The next headline reads, Joe Biden might have created the immigration crisis that he can't solve. We all know that's true. He's letting them across the border by the millions. Biden accuses the big three automakers of making record profits that must be shared fairly with UAW strikers. Mr. Biden, you are 100% wrong. Those workers get up every day. They make six figures. Now they want to make six figures plus 40%. They want to be paid for 40-hour work weeks after only working 32 hours, and that's being clocked in for 32 hours. We all know that a lot of them spend a lot of their eight-hour workday twiddling their thumbs and not doing a whole hell of a lot because they know the union is going to jump in and protect them. Joe Biden is a clown, but he is catering to these people because if they do get anything of a sizable concession, they'll most certainly vote Democrat in the upcoming election. This is a giant bribery scheme. The union boss Weingarten thinks you're a racist if you want good schools for your kids. You want to have some ability to choose where your child goes to school? Many people do, but according to Weingarten, Randy Weingarten, the union president for teachers, that makes you a racist. So do words like school choice or parental rights, the same kind of words she says used by segregationists. Friday follies, liberal media wakes up to Biden's lies. Oil and gas prices reach a yearly high, prompting concerns across the globe. More and more companies abandoning the so-called diversity, equity, and inclusiveness commentary because they realized the program was and is and will continue to be an absolute joke. Alexandria Horseface Cortez and other Democrats drowned out by screaming protesters at New York City Migrant Crisis News Conference. Infuriating, Biden slammed after implying that black and Hispanic workers don't have high school diplomas. We're going to get into this one deeply on the next edition of the Truth Hurts program. Have a great Monday. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.